Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lockout Podcast for another week. Welcoming back Maddie and Carol. Daniela here. Uh, we don't have anything discussed this week. Nothing major happened with Ferrari or anything like that, so we can probably wrap up the podcast straight away. That's it, leave it there. Yeah, I know. Look, obviously I'm joking, but you know we'll get into that shortly enough. How are you guys going? Pretty good, pretty good. It was an eventful weekend, entertaining to say the least. Um, mm. As a neutral, I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, I'm a McLaren, but <laughs> in a general sense, I enjoyed it. But as a Ferrari, I can imagine it was pretty painful. It was. How about you, Carol? Yeah, I thought it was um, it was quite interesting. It's another race where like you can't leave for one lap and something's going to happen. And I was just mm. like, when I saw some of this stuff happen, I was like, oh my God, it just kept changing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was just no way they were just like running on a normal track. We weren't you know, expecting that from Paul Ricard, were we? No, yeah, no, exactly. the boring track we, we spoke expecting about last that. week. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the track itself was still boring, but at least the race had a bit of spice in it. The race yeah. was eventful. For the wrong reasons, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I mean... To, to wrap this race up, we can only really start in one place, and that's obviously Ferrari, another absolute disaster class, completely shocking all around. I mean, even even Sainz, who looked like he was having a good weekend, just went backwards uh, with, with more terrible strategy. I suppose we'll start with Leclerc, um, crashed out from the lead, just as things were starting to look pretty good. Um, what did you guys think? Did you think that he was maybe overdriving? Or was that just a sign of him cracking under the pressure from Max? Well, I don't know. I was kind of listening to some feedback about it and somebody were saying it's like, there can be like some really crazy crosswinds mm. um, on the track. You know, the heat of the tires were the hottest they've ever been. It's like over 55 degrees as well. So there would have been the degradation. And as well as that, they looked like they were like sliding on ice as well. Yeah. So I kind of think maybe there was, there was um, obviously a understeer, there was weather, wind, and then the tires. And then for him just to go off like that and that scream, like I think it's, it still sits to me it's harrowing yeah yeah you know? honestly like <laughs> i'll pay you out every week you <laughs> and ali <laughs> you and ali i'll pay you out every week but this time i actually felt bad like i was watching it and then you you heard the the replay on how he reacted through the yeah. the mic and i was like fuck like that hurts like I, it hurt me watching it yeah. and i didn't really care much for him but in saying that yeah i I don't know. I reckon like he's starting to overcompensate for all the bad things that have happened. Like yeah. be it the strategy or the car. He's just trying to over deliver. You're not seeing Max make these mistakes. That's the difference as well. Like mm. if Max has a car that works, Max gets a result. Like you yeah. can almost guarantee it. And at the end of the race, he's finished it and it doesn't even look like he's broken a sweat. Like no, it just it looks bored. Easy for him. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the difference. Like both are very talented drivers, but mm. Max obviously has already got a championship and had a season season and a half testing himself against the champion mm. whereas Charles this is his first year having a crack at it yeah. and he's slipping up where he shouldn't be yeah and I think that was a big thing as well for me watching that opening stint that that Charles is under so much pressure early on and all you can hear on the Red Bull radio is that they've got a plan like they're telling yeah. they're telling him exactly what to do he's they're dictating the strategy from second place and then all of a sudden you're in this scenario where Ferrari were doing surprisingly well no one was expecting them to be that fast in the race. And yeah. Max gets called in to try and pull off an undercut. And now you've got Charles all of a sudden pushing to the absolute max on yeah. track. And it's like, why did you put him in that scenario? Why was he why, in that why position? Why was Red Bull dictating the race from second place and Ferrari were in first and pulling away? I think that's just been the narrative of Ferrari all season. The they can't yeah. seem to get it right. Uh, Red Bull clearly can because last year they, they managed to get their driver first on mm. top. But yeah, yeah, I think it just... There's more reassurance. If I was a driver, 
definitely from from what we hear at least mm. there is so much more reassurance from the radio between red bull and verstappen than there is between carlos or charles and and ferrari like yeah, it's exactly always nervy right. they're always questioning them like there's that science call when they're telling him to come in and he's yeah, in the he's, middle of a battle like what the, the fuck are you barons. doing yeah. the fact that he even replied back to them as well he's just like, as he's there up. to overtake as <laughs> well and it's not the like, it's the not the hell? first time that's no, happened yeah. as well no, like, like science has told him where to go before like yeah yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't give him much confidence. Yeah, true. But you kind of think as well, there's a little bit, I was kind of listening to Nico about it, um, and he was like saying straight away, um, um, he uh, charged, blamed himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. he was just like... He's sick. happy to cop it on the chin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so on the way, it was like, I think there's, there's definitely so much more to it. Like Nico was just saying, you know, what you need to do is like instead of just straight away blaming yourself because you're already putting yourself in a bad neck space. Mm. Now you go back and you sit and you talk to the team about everything because obviously yeah. every track they go to, the car has to be set up a different way. Mm. You know, you're talking about tires, chassis and... I know I'm like a broken record. This is the car. First mm. time in all yeah, these tracks yeah. this year as well. Yeah. So there's still lots to learn. Yeah, Max has got it on point. Yeah. Um, they've got maybe some different kind of, um, I don't know, headspace that they, they yeah. work on or the way the teams talk to each other, the way the teams set up each other, you know. So mm. you know, it's, 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 I don't know. It's, it's hard to know. But I really, really felt sorry for Ferrari. They didn't mm. deserve that. You know, they were really doing really quite well. For Ferrari. I disagree for for Ferrari. I felt sorry for Charles. Mm. Yeah, Ferrari. Fuck, honestly, you guys got to learn. Like, yeah, they just can't seem to get it right. Yeah, I think it was it was one of the more obvious examples this season where he's let the team down rather than the other other way around. Other way around, which is kind of like why everyone was feeling so sorry for him. But he, all right, he fucked up, and it was his fault. I mean, yeah. he rode the car off, but he took ownership, which I rate. Yeah. The times where Ferrari's fucked up, as in, if be it strategy or the car, mm. you never hear him come out and go, oh, that one's on us. Like, Bonotto yeah. doesn't go on, he doesn't get on the mic to, to Charles and go, sorry, mate, we let you down. Yeah. And that's what fucking cooks me about him. Get off your fucking high horse. Bro, when it comes to Red Bull, Horner straight on there. When it yeah. comes to Mercedes, Toto straight on there. Sorry, Lewis. Sorry, sorry, Max. We've let you down this weekend. Yeah. Like, I know there's no driver bigger than the team, but you do got to work with them. Like, these are big egos. These are big time people. Like, you got to try and work with them and it's give and take. Whereas with Ferrari, it just seems like the team will not will not give in. If you if you fucked up, you take it. But if we fucked up, it's not our fault. And I suppose mm-hmm. on that, like we then saw Sainz's strategy play out, and that was a perfect oh. example of just like I don't even know what they were thinking at that point. Cost him the podium, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it, it may 100%. have cost him the podium because he was still motoring on medium tires that were very old. Yeah, he was pulling off the moves. Like, what's to say he wasn't going to get that five second gap? He back? looked so capable. Yeah, so capable. Yeah, he like, could have been P three. You know the the moves he was pulling off on that track in that heat mm. were just brilliant. So he was so confident, so good. I was like, mm. here we go again. Carlos, yeah. here we go again, Carlos. I was like, oh my yeah. God, he was on fire. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, very diligent, does what he's told, comes in, you know. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I personally thought it would have been a bad call. I mean, they obviously were saying things like, oh, we had to make sure we changed the tires and yeah. the whole five second thing, which didn't obviously have to happen there and then yeah, either. Again, another stuff up know? in the race. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, it's like all of a sudden he's up in podium <laughs> um, level. Yeah. And then he, then he comes in and he bought fresh tires. What driver of the day and fastest, uh, fastest track. But like, why didn't they like, do that? Whatever. Why didn't they do that like ten laps before? And mm-hmm. actually, if if that was the way you were always going to go, if you always knew those tires weren't going to make it to the end, why aren't you making that call? Why wasn't done earlier? You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And actually giving him a chance. You're bringing him in like ten laps from the end, putting on a fresh set of tires, and be like, yeah, add a boy. Okay, I got thirty seconds to make up now because a, you guys screwed up my first pit stop. Yeah. Got yeah. me a penalty. 
and and B, you've now given me no time to actually make up to for recover. It. it was yeah. just it was mind blowing. I, I couldn't understand it. I would have been in tears. Like, I, 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 I honestly I was. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. You know, and as well as that, it takes you like half a day to get out of that bloody pit lane anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. It was already such so, a yeah. I mean, going in there's a big call in the first place, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and these are all things that us as like armchair experts are looking at the TV and being like, We understand it. We're not even in the garage with all the tools in front of us. We all know how long the pit lane is. We all knew when the safety cars are coming in and out. Yeah. And we're all looking at the TV going like, what the fuck and are we're you guys getting, doing? we're getting this data delayed compared to... Like, exactly. Like, instantaneously. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, on on that then, Ferrari cleared the path nicely for Mercedes to come through because up until that point, they were actually having a pretty decent, well, pretty disappointing weekend, I yeah, thought, true. considering how big they talked coming into this weekend. Yeah. Um, they've obviously finished Lewis P2, uh, Russell P3. I'm really enjoying now this growing dynamic between Hamilton and Russell because, I mean, this is another bone I got to pick with this race. Sky barely mentioned the fact that Hamilton has wiped the floor with Russell the last few races. Yeah, he's... yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All they were talking about was Russell pulling off that move after the VSC. Meanwhile, Hamilton is like holding his own in second. Um, that's just what I thought anyway. He's, he's obviously rising back up. Yeah, and I think I think it's also kind of expected of Hamilton to be mm. where he is, if not higher. So, I mean, that that move that he pulled off on Perez, I thought was pretty impressive. Well, not mm. impressive, but because essentially it was Perez sleeping. But mm. oh my god, I thought it was, it was tasty. I liked mm. it. I I don't know what happened there. You know mm. what I mean? But I was just like, wow, you know. But it's like that. You see an opportunity and you just and go you take for it. it yeah. And Perez is very well aware of doing that himself from time to time as well. But mm. I was just like, what happened? Yeah. Like, yeah, I felt like know? it was a schoolboy era. Yeah. Like, what yeah. is going on? Well-deserved, Russell. Good moment, good time, yeah. you know, and he got up there as well. So it's funny, though. I kind of think that Russell is still proving himself because obviously um, Lewis is, you know, such an amazing driver and he's done such amazing things. And this is his 300th, mm. you know, mm. um, race now as well, which is pretty epic. But yeah. Russell's getting up there. First season, and he's under the shadow of him, and he's slowly but surely making his own pace there. And you can see the dynamics together is really no. good because Nico and Lewis never had that dynamic. No, yeah, you know no. what I mean. So you can see these two boys are going to get on with each other. They're going to make it work, and the excitement even in Lewis as well for getting the podium and seeing Toto as well. Like it was, mm. uh, it was like it was right buzz because they're just so used to being number one all the they're time all, for so long. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, and and, and, the, and I was I was <laughs> buzzing. I was oh, yeah, naturally I was naturally very happy with the result. And also happy that it was Hamilton on top because for at least the start, half, the start of the season, it has been Russell getting all the results. Mm. Um, and a lot of luck as well, like it has to be said. Yeah, look, a lot of things. I mean, yeah, sure, a lot of things have fallen his way, but fuck, what was it, like 10 out of the 12 races he was yeah. in top five. Like, mm. yeah. it is a stupid result. Like, it's yeah. pretty impressive. Oh, he's been consistent, that's for sure. Um, I do wonder if the car starts to really turn around and get and start... I don't, look, I don't think they're going to push to get championship, but if they get it to a point where it's competing or even next year and Russell's then having more of a fight for something that's a bigger stake, yeah. does it kind of start to get that bit of like bitterness between them, I wonder. But at the yeah. moment, I think he's happy to just sit behind. If, if Lewis is getting results, I think Russell's really like happy to kind of get take on the experience he gets from him. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just don't want it to go too far and then it starts to become a bit of a... Yeah, potentially. Battle between yes. them. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yes, you are going to see them butt heads, and I think that that's especially going to happen as that Mercedes gets more competitive. Because yeah, think exactly. as, as, as the Mercedes yeah. gets more competitive, Hamilton is just more and more into his groove. 
Yeah. yeah. He's just yeah. more in the place where he has been for all of his career, fighting at the front, done it before. He, yeah. he, like he's confident. That, that's a situation he's been in before. Russell's still got to learn all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Look, he's going to be looking up to him. That's, that, that's a given. Like he's second driver. Mm. You know, but that's not to say that he's not going to be putting his best foot forward. Like mm. yeah, I'm exactly. still a little bit like, you know, controversial about what he did to Perez. You know, I felt yeah. like he, you know, Perez avoided that, you know, that contact because, you know, oh, yeah. Russell, yeah. you know, did push him kind of off that way and then yeah. Perez like well I don't want to get hit so I'm going to go wide He's, you know yeah, I mean? then Russell even turned around he goes oh you have to give the place back what place yeah. back George Russell the type <laughs> of guy to just whinge about his position yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I suppose then on the topic of Perez like he had a pretty shocking weekend in mm. comparison performance wise to Verstappen yeah it was it wasn't I mean like that was unfortunate mm. um yeah I mean if you can it's hard to compare to Verstappen like the guy's an animal like mm. He's just clinical every week. Yeah, but Perez even was mentioning in uh, practice, like he was just saying that he wasn't confident about the car going mm. into. He wasn't this race feeling at all. good. Yeah, you know, there was lots of other lots of issues that he had um, with the car and setup and everything. So I kind of didn't really expect too much. Like if the driver's speaking like that, you know, during practice, you know, yeah. it would be like really hard to see him be on the podium. You know, because yeah. if you haven't got the car underneath you, even though you're that great driver, you know, you're not gonna really kinda push forward. So yeah. whether Max's car was well set up and well ready for him to be that win that yeah. he has. Yeah, the so. only one that can sandbag the car going into the race and then get a result is Lewis. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. he does he does it the best. <laughs> definitely. That's for sure. So true. <laughs> And then um, I guess we also got to see another good spicy midfield battle between Alpine and McLaren. So McLaren brought a bit of an upgrade this weekend and they, they looked a lot quicker in qualifying, definitely quicker than the Alpine. But then in the, in the race, we obviously saw things play out slightly differently. Um, and Alonso and, and Ocon had great starts. Obviously, Ocon had a bit of an issue with um, Sonoda on the first lap, but has come through from his, from his penalty to then finish ahead of um, Danny Rick. And I think Alonso he, right ahead of um, Ocon. I mean, sorry. Right ahead of Lando as well, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it, the ba- like the battle, I mean, Alpine came out on top. Mm. But good to see McLaren having a solid weekend. Um, and hopefully the data off all the new parts they brought in mm. going into Hungary just ma- puts them in a better position. Mm. Um, but yeah, Alpine looking good. No, definitely. And uh, look, to, um, I don't know whether it was like, you know, Ricardo having his like his moment about like, you know, where he stands in F1 and the whole shebang. And maybe that was a bit of a ump for the team and for yeah. himself as well for them to come through um, and land where they did. I thought it was really good. And um, they just seemed to as well, like kind of be on fire and get on well together. Um, mm. Norris was complaining in practice that he had said that he felt like the the bouncing, the porpoising was, was even more so worse for him. So yeah. I think they must have done some little bit of um, more work to the Car and you can actually see that came through they were driving fast cars and they were driving it really well yeah no it was it was a good battle to see and i suppose it was just disappointing that we didn't get to see Haas come into that after <laughs> sort of how good they've been the last few weeks yeah i know yeah mick have finished uh, last i think mick finished last and then obviously magnuson retired exactly, after. yeah, yeah. yeah magnuson was all over the shop wasn't he <laughs> he like he started well st- oh he was the standout <laughs> he of the start. started really well <laughs> Like it's just a quiet man in the corner normally, yeah. and then he was just like bouncing and hopping over people left, right, and center. Yeah. How many more can everyone. I take out? Six, seven, eight. Let's go. It was like he was playing with the AI on like easy. He was yeah. just carving <laughs> people up, cutting through like butter. Yeah, he that, was. yeah, you know, he was carving people up until he got to the goat himself, Latifi, <laughs> and then uh, and then you know, then he got punted off. So yeah. Just goes to show, like, no one can get past that guy. Exactly. It's not easy to get past him. No, no. He, and there. survive. <laughs> well, yeah. 
That's he the just, main challenge. He changes races at will, that guy. Just whenever he wants. He just needs to go. <laughs> Fuck me, eh? Jesus Christ. I'm going to so keep bad. bringing this up every single week he when I'm on here with you. Just, he's, like, I just can't fathom how he just manages to stay there. Mm. What are the, what are the, imagine what the odds are in some bookies now to see that he would actually get a podium this year. I feel like he's DNF'd more than he's completed races, but... Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's definitely standing out as like probably the worst of the bunch this season. I can't imagine what the team talks are like. Yeah, what, do you, what do you say to that? I reckon everyone ignores him and just goes, yeah, righto, Latifi, whatever. Yeah. And then focuses on Albon. Probably. Uh, his nickname's Leave Tifi. Just leave. He should leave. <laughs> Probably <laughs> should go. He should go. And then um, and then rounding out the points was his Canadian brother, Lance Stroll, uh, being a bit cheeky in the last corner with Vettel, I thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you believe that? I was like, it was the final lap. And yeah. I was just like, but then I was just like, oh, my God, he's actually touched him. No, he hasn't touched him. I was like, has he? I don't know how many times I rewinded it back to see what just that looked check. like. Just to check. I was like, wow. I said, was there a bit of anger there at the last lap or something? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of all drivers as well, your teammate, to get that aggressive on the, the last corner of the last lap when you're in the points, like, seemed a bit stupid. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, but Lance isn't. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed either. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> and, um, you know, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Romeo, uh, Williams, just kind of anonymous. They all sort of had bad shocking races really that just didn't Williams amount to just anything. Disappeared into the ether. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I feel terrible. Like you know, they had a bit of bounce about them at mm. the start, but then it just seems to be slowly but surely fading away. Yeah, you know, it's it's really sad um, uh, because like obviously the team are still trying to make a name of themselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even Alphatarians there as well, like. <laughs> They're yeah, and they poor. look promising on the Friday and in, in qualifying, like Sonoda getting into the top 10. But I think yeah. for me, the one from those three that's just really disappointing is Alfa Romeo, considering how they started the season quite fast. And like Bottas looked fired know, up. Bottas looks as good. well. He's, He's gone really yeah. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's disappointing for all of them. You know, I think they those are probably three teams hanging out for the summer break more than anybody. They yeah. just need, yeah, that, they need that time off to just like go back to the reset. factory. Reset. reset. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hopefully, you know, after the summer break, they'll come back and they'll just, we'll see some dynamic changes there and just mm. make that, you know, literally the bottom field. Yeah, literally. <laughs> come into the middle field a Can't little bit more. And be, something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just surprised. I, I just don't know what it is with Bottas. I mean, he's so capable. He mm. really is. And I just, just disappointed, you know, yeah. for him and for the team. You know, it's like, there's a bit of both there. I just don't think there's enough going on for them to be making any particular mark for themselves. Yeah, and they're unreliable as well. I can't remember which team actually supplied their engine off the top of my head but uh you know it's definitely a reliable team let's put it that way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck Ferrari>? <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say it it's a oh. bad word and um carol you already touched then obviously this was the first time at um paul ricard with the 22 spec cars um i suppose your guys verdict on how they sort of factored in, in the racing that we saw this weekend on what isn't one of the better tracks on the calendar look i think as i was saying you know the um even with like the, I think the heat played a massive part in mm. in how that went. But the the cars looked like they really took to the track really well. Yeah. Um, you know, there's um, there was definitely lots of opportunities to, you know, overtake. Yeah. You know, um, as I said, it's not my favorite track, but it's a nice fast track. So you mm. can definitely see the speed up there, and you can definitely see the cars that had the speed um, underneath them as well, over mm. s- maybe the bottom half of the team. But yeah, no, I think it's really good. What's really sad is though is that um, it's not on the 2023 provisional calendar next year. No, it's unlikely. So you know, it, I mean, this could possibly be the last one. Mm. You know, so At that's Paul a little bit sad. for sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think it was actually surprising to see the cars sort of battling so close given the mm. heat. 
I was expecting tires to just sort of melt away after a few just laps and just cars, yeah, and and engines blow up and cars struggle to follow each other with with you know with the issues that all those sorts of things can bring. But um, it was actually it was a pleasant surprise, I thought. And the spi- the safety car obviously spiced it up a little bit, but definitely spiced yeah, it up. Yeah, always does. Yeah, it always kind of changes the dynamics up. Yeah, and gets those uh, fast boys catching up with everybody again. So, That's yeah. true. Yeah, even if it was for the wrong reasons. But anyway, <laughs> I'm never gonna I'm never gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, stay stay strong to yourself and your team. Mm, Can't say it. things look like they're going to turn around, but... Well, no. And speaking of things changing and turning around, I suppose we'll move across now to previewing the Hungarian Grand Prix, which we don't have to wait long for. No. Uh, it's this weekend. Uh, last year, we obviously saw a cracking race. Um, Ocon as a, as a surprise winner. Um, we saw Hamilton on the grid, the only person starting on, on intermediate tyres, and everybody else dived in for the, the reins and... Uh, for the for the wet tyres, sorry, and uh, a crazy turn one mishap. I suppose the, the question is, are we going to see another surprise winner this weekend or is it going to be more sort of business as usual? I kind of think it's um, the the F1 drivers call it like a karting track because there's not very many straights mm. on it, you know. So it's really quite interesting. So we'll definitely see maybe the, them come back into their little karting days again. I definitely think there's going to be a few virtual safety cars on that one. Yeah. Those corners and those turns and those boys, once they get onto it, is going to be a bit crazy. Max mm. doesn't feel very confident about that track, he says. So no. it'll be quite interesting to see whether that's just them just kind of playing down like a, a possible down. win. Mm. It could be a good weekend as well for Ferrari. Oh, don't even say that. No, but I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely saying like... Coming from a Mercedes if there, fan. <laughs> if there is a track where they could come... Well, one, they f- they need it. Yeah. On on paper, it should suit But this should suit them. Yeah. But like the, the, the main question is now like what's actually going to go wrong? Yeah. Because it's, almost, ha- a give, it's wrong. almost a given something will. Yeah. You just pray that it's something manageable and that they can get through the race. Mm. And Binotto has already come out and said, like, we need a one-two finish. More yeah, than I saw that. Which can pretty much yeah. guarantee now he's put the mocker on. They're not going to get a one-two finish, <laughs> even though that's what they need. Maybe they need Yuki's psychologist. <laughs> they probably do need Yuki's psychologist. I think they need more than that. They need more than that. <laughs> so I suppose then heading into this weekend, the main question i got to ask you two is, if, if all things kind of go to plan and let's say Ferrari and Red Bull sort of continue on their path of being the two top teams this weekend and regardless of if Max wins or Charles wins or whoever is is it kind of guaranteed now after France and subsequently Budapest that Verstappen is now cruising to this title that he's sort of he's yeah. got one hand and sort of three quarters of his second hand on the on the trophy he was Max was actually asked that question mm. after the race and so typical Max you know what I mean like he was just like cardboard face mm. he's like we're still only like halfway through anything mm. can happen yeah. you know it's not in the bag and I was just like oh my god I says yeah. man like you're doing so well it's like have a bit of vibe he's about it. Yeah. I'm really excited I've done so well yeah I hope we win through this one you know so yeah, but I'm, no he's very deadpan yeah yeah, he, he's saying that, but I'm with you, Matty. It's done. He's like, fucking won it. That's it. It's game done. over. Like, <laughs> I was listening to this. I was reading something today, and it was something like Max could be doesn't have to win another race as long as he's second mm. and wins a championship. It's reaching that point now. So, you know? as long as he's got a car that works, yeah. You, like, I don't even. I don't. Third would surprise me with Max in a good car. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm. anything below second is odd. Yeah. So if he's got a car that works, he's running away with it. Like that's the only thing I feel that could stop him. It's not if Ferrari get it together and Charles gets it together. Now it's up to Max, and yeah. he's fucking clinical. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon he's already won it. And at the moment, Ferrari trying to find a way to finish third in a two-horse race. Like that's that's the way that it's going. <laughs> exactly. So no faith. In them exactly. At all. 
Well, it's just like we've seen with every, with practically every single race we've seen so far. Like it's been so madness of changes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we were on, I mean, all watching it separately, but definitely on the edge of our seats. I remember I was yeah. like messaging you saying, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> Checking <laughs> was in. Like, you poor fucker. I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. I was at home alone. I was like, oh my fucking God. God. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was bad. It was pretty bad. But like every race, as I say, and obviously the car is going to be, you know, new at, at Hungary mm. now as well. So it's really quite interesting. And when I was looking at the the layout, I was like, oh, my God, it just looks like this lump mm. there with a straight down that side. And then just kind of goes wiggly, 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 wiggly around like that. And I was like, this is going to be really interesting. There's going to be people going off left, right and center. There will be a lot and of that. It's going to be a, a, a lot of that. Like, and that straight is just going to be going gung ho. And it's probably yeah. five abreast again and seeing yeah. who's going to get it. And um, turn one's another sort of tight corner that's uh, going to invite another accident similar to last year. So yeah, but know. the way Alonso's going lately, do you saw how he started that that um, race? Oh, he was crazy. He yeah. was just like he was said. He goes, I was like I was playing a game of chess. Mm. I was like, what? Yeah, well, <laughs> he was Ric- just dicing. Ricardo was geeing him up after qualifying. He's like, oh, Alonso. Oh, no. he's like Alonso <laughs> always starts bad, and clearly Alonso took that personally, and he's like, well, fuck this, I'm going to go I'm straight past straight everybody on turn one then. Yeah. <laughs> So I suppose now's a good time to get your predictions for the weekend. Which one of you wants to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. I have to give it some thought. I still have to give it some thought. Um, Max, Lewis, Charles. Short and sharp. And who do you think is going to be the first DNF? That's a slightly different one. We're going to chuck that one in there. Yeah, Leave Tifi. Leave Tifi, definitely. And you said Max, Lewis, Charles. I'm going to say Max. I want to say Lewis Max Lando. Lando? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Although that would cook me because I'm not even a big fan of Lando. If if that's right, like you're getting a beer. Yeah. (laughs) A beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sitting with that. Lewis Max Lando. All right. And first first to get ridden off, I'm going to go with... I want to say one of the Ferraris, but I don't really want to say that. <laughs> I don't want to say that, so I'm not going to. I'll go Stop, with... Stop, they're already dead, bro. I'll, exactly, <laughs> and that's, that's why. Uh, I'm just going to like something like strange. Actually, you know what? Yuki Sonoda. I don't know why. Yeah. I just reckon mm. Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. Psychologist is definitely not kicking in yet. Yeah, it's just something you know? <laughs> still not working for him. I can see that happening. Hmm. Well, and where are you thinking? What do you got? Oh, well, geez, I screwed myself last week by predicting Ferrari and... <laughs> now I'm so now I'm really stuck between a rock and a hard place, but it can't keep going on this way though. Come on, exactly. Yeah, well we keep telling ourselves that, and what's that? Charles has got like 60 points out of 170 in the last yeah. few races with probably the fastest car. So uh, it, it just it goes from bad to worse. But having said that, I will still pick him to win. I will always pick him to win. That's I feel like you're you at can, this point. You I reckon you're jinxing. Producer the Shabs can just fill that one in for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even bother asking me who's going to finish first. <laughs> So we'll go Charles first. Um, I'm going to say Perez was strong in Monaco, and this track is sometimes described as a bit of a Monaco without yeah, very barriers. True, very so true. I'm going to say Perez second and Max third. And I think my first DNF, um, I'm going to put my first DNF down as Gasly, just because I reckon he's, he's hitting rock bottom at the moment, but I still think he's got a bit more he's to go. He's got a bit more. He's got a little bit more to go. <laughs> They've, they've, he's, he's had a shocking few races. Yeah, and, he's um, terrible. Yeah, so we'll see. So, but you reckon 
one Ferrari, not the both Ferraris, because I thought Sainz was looking solid oh, on I the race. I just really think he played that was, such a great race. I think pace wise, that was probably his strongest race of the season. Yeah. Which so again, would, like the bad luck to start from the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Going into this weekend, I'd probably, mm. if I'm a Ferrari fan, yeah, but see, because I'm a Ferrari, because I'm a Ferrari fan, I know they can't pull off all. You one can't two. do the two. You can't do the two. Eh? So this is like your anti-jinx. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the chance I get one, but not both. But um. But now, yeah, good. How good? Is, I mean, when you think about like what Carlos has um has uh, did at that race, I definitely think that win that he had this year has definitely boosted him. Oh yeah. Because to me, he was kind of nearly on the same par as um uh, Schumacher. Mm. You know the way he kind of he was like trying his best he was going for it there was nothing that was going to stop him like he pulled out all the stops yeah. right and he's so deserved driver of the day he really really did you yeah. know yeah. you know but you know maybe he might just need to change teams mm. <laughs> <laughs> i think that would yeah i think he's, that's he's done, a, he's done a bit of that like where else does he go now yeah right. he doesn't i don't think i don't think he's good enough to go to mm. red bull or mercedes he can stay at ferrari yeah yeah Ferrari can break him. Then we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think broken we've already. Have, we've got a habit of doing that. Oh, if we're not careful, we're going to do it to Charles as well. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> now, um, obviously, this weekend, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but this was Hamilton's 300th race. So he joins a pretty exclusive club of drivers to click over the uh, 300 races. Um, and, and when you look at his stats, like some of his stats are just absolutely ridiculous. He's had 187 podiums out of those 300 starts. Obviously, one this weekend as well. Which, um, which represents a 62.3% success rate of getting on the podium. Unbelievable. In, in all of his races wow. in his career, all the cars he's had. You know, people forget sometimes those McLaren cars, were, they were pretty shocking towards the end of his stint there. So I guess my question for you two is, is he going to be the first driver to break the curse of the 300 and actually win a race past 300 starts? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because I've got him to win this weekend. So, <laughs> he's fucking, so he has to. So now he has to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, I reckon he will. Oh, he's yeah. definitely got it in him for sure. There's no doubt about that. And like you could see then that, you know, the weekend, how excited he was you know, mm. to be on the podium again. So he's definitely got it in him. They're setting the car up, you know, to be, you know, great for him. And as I said, they're still working on a lot of things being with the new car. But mm. yeah, oh, he's definitely got it in him. He's still got the drive, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that the concern so much for me isn't so much if he's got it in, because I, I reckon he does, but more that yeah. if they can get the car there. But I think they're starting to go that way. Like, yeah. second half of the season, I think it's going to be solid for them. Yeah, and I've, he's definitely fired up. And, like, that's that's a big achievement. He's not talked like he has in other seasons about sort of losing motivation or struggling or anything like that. Like, they've actually all been heading down the same path. That's kind of a team united, um, which, you know, it's painful to see sometimes, but it's it's obviously good for, for <laughs> Hamilton and for, for Toto and for George. Um, and look, on the lockout here, we always love to discuss stewarding and their decisions and <laughs> how bad some of the decisions can be. We saw in this race, Sonoda and Ocon had a collision um, and Sonoda's race got completely ruined and Ocon copped the five-second penalty. So I suppose moving on to to what is right and what is wrong about that kind of penalty and how it's applied... We've seen in a few races, drivers having their race ruined and only having this five-second penalty applied. And the question is, should the stop-and-go penalty be enforced correctly in this situation if you've completely ruined another driver's race? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon if the, dri- if, yeah, if the driver is now finished and can't continue to race, then you should, you should have to serve a, a stop-and-go. Like, just the five-second isn't enough. Mm. yeah stop and go i think is appropriate but it has to be consistent as well like that's the big thing at the moment it's not which is what makes it so hard mm. 
I think even if you know you did you're the driver um, who wasn't at fault uh, couldn't complete the race I think if he's lost a placing you know at least one or two placings I think a stop go should be put in place because the thing is if you don't have that and you're still racing I just feel like it's under false pretenses I don't feel like it's fair well, you know what I mean? So, so I kind of only if they've lost a couple of places. So if they have lost a couple of places, they shouldn't have to do the stop goes. They should. Oh, so oh, you're saying the the car so they've if hit. Got, if you, the car if you they've hit, hit me, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I, you know, lost um, some places. I yeah. definitely think that it should be brought in that you should you should actually you know cop some time, but you actually need to go into that pit lane and sit there and sweat it out for five, ten seconds, whatever yeah. it is, you know, because you've just done something unsportsmanship to yeah. somebody so you know mm. why should you should be just be allowed to keep racing you know yeah. so i don't know why it's just not um it's i don't know what's happened with the regs lately or why it's not still in place you know it's inconsistent it was, it is, yeah, yeah it's it not really fair. is i mean the five seconds um uh that could be taken off at the end that could be fine for something that maybe a bit of a misdemeanor but yeah. you're knocking somebody out like that no way yeah you know yeah. you need to stand up be a counter for that Otherwise, they're going to all try and do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's yeah, lots, exactly. lots of it happening at the weekend. Oh, and like Ocon still finishing the points. So his yeah. race was perfectly fine. Like, he may have had like one position higher, but Sonoda's race was completely ruined. Completely done. But, uh, you know, the unsafe release, now that was dodgy. And I'm, I've been in pit lane many times and I've seen unsafe releases and it's like hairy, you know? Yeah. But that full lockup um, that driver had for when um, Carlos was coming out there was like, wow. Who was it, Albon? I think it was maybe Albon. yeah no yeah, yeah and I think it was Albon yeah for yeah. sure he probably could see the burn up he probably yeah, like yeah. locked yeah. up the brakes there with that yeah no he had to come to a full stop like that yeah. there's no arguing that penalty but the only thing about that is that it's not even Carlos's fault you no, know it, I mean? no no it's true so it's, 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 this is another team dynamic again that's happening with um, the and the guys in the pit lane as well so yeah. you know it was like there was it was stopping then it was he could go and then it was like oh no he's gone and then he was yeah. gone and it, there wasn't that person looking out for him to make sure of that happening you know mm. so Mm. Um, they were so lucky there wasn't a collision there. Yeah. You know, really, really lucky. Because, I mean, like, even though it's 60, I believe, in that pit lane, it's a long pit lane. And, you know, those cars, like, they fall to pieces really easily yeah. anyway. Mm. So, whacking into that, bits flying up in the air, or, I don't know, get stuck in someone's head or something, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Anything well, when could he, happen. When he was coming out, there was a McLaren um, pit crew out already as well, and one of them yeah. had to move it. He had his tire in the hand. I saw the that, tire, yeah. Tire yeah. out of the way. Yeah, yeah just, it was it was a shit show. It was a shit <laughs> show. But just going back to what you're asking, I feel whatever the decision is, one, it needs to be consistent. But two, the the rules are just have to be clearly defined. So, for yeah. example, if you're saying if the drivers lost positions, then they have to like they have to go serve a stop go. Say mm. it has to be. Is it one position? Is it two position? It can't be up to discretion. Like it can't be made on yeah. the spot because that's when like one driver serves one penalty and another driver serves another, and then it's like, what are you doing? Like. Yeah, and I think that's the problem that they, the stewards have this list of potential penalties that they can dish out. Yeah. And there's some things that are like black and white. Like, for, so for example, a few years ago at Monza, when like Hamilton went into the pit lane, the pit lane was closed. Like that in the regulations is a stop go penalty. There is no arguing. There's no arguing. Backwards and forwards. Like that is what it is. So go, like touching on what you two said, if, you know, a driver gets hit and they're punted out of the race completely and they retire. You serve X should penalty. That, should that just be written in the regulations, that's a stop-go penalty. There yeah. is no arguing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, you know, the, the role of a steward isn't easy. Um, I got a crazy stat from Austria. Mm. Over 7,000 potential racing incidents in Austria alone. From, 7, the, one, from the one 7, race. 7,000. Yeah. 
So it's actually like that, 70, ra- 70 laps. It's like a thousand stewarding issues of yeah. a lap. Could a be anything lap. that's happening on the on the racetrack, <laughs> anything that's happened on the pit lane, anything that's happened on the pit wall, anything. 7,000. I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. Because I know when I'm there, I'm, we'd be writing up anything that we might see what happen, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So, and we're just like one but team. 7,000. What are they writing potential. down? This guy coughed on me or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. fucking hell, that is heaps. <laughs> That's for Jesus. Yeah, so it's the, the, the role of a steward is pretty tough. Which makes you wonder then why that's not just a full-time position. Why they don't just have the same crew of stewards going from like race to race and at least trying to get some consistency it's that consistently. way. And more the reason is just clearly define the rules that they have to follow. Don't Keeping it fair, keeping it all square. Yeah, don't yeah. leave it up into, like, for them to interpret. Mm. I think I fucked up my maths there. I think seven, yeah, 70 laps, 7,000. So that's 100 a lap. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be a Ferrari strategist. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at this point, you're probably up there with them. That's probably why they keep getting it wrong. <laughs> I think touching on some more great stats from the weekend, um, Alonso completed the most laps in F1 of all time He'd of any driver. Kimmy. My mm. Kimmy. I can't believe it. I was gutted. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm a big Kimmy fan as well. Yeah. So that, that was a bit sad, but you know. Yeah. We're watching a legend. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how long he's got left, but it's great to watch him, watch yeah, him exactly. still racing. Um, and Lance Stroll, it was noted, had turned off his comments oh. on his posts on Instagram. <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe this made the news, to be honest. Oh, well, my no. God. I don't know this, so you're going to have to tell me a bit more I about didn't. this. I'm intrigued. So we were discussing it, and producers, I asked Shabs, I'm like, what, what are we on about here? Like, what's, He's just turned them off. But he was like, no, he's only turned them off on the posts. From weekends he's done bad, whereas the weekends he's done good, he's left comments open. So the the general public can comment on a photo of his or a post of his yeah. if he's had a good weekend. But whenever he's had a bad weekend, he turns it off. I can understand the logic yeah. behind it because <laughs> fuck, they'd cop some shit. Yeah, oh, he would. Yeah, but just turn them off. Like, don't try and in, in, don't like, have invite half, half in, invite all the yeah. praise when you have a good weekend. One, you never have a good weekend because you shit. But two. <laughs> Dude, just turn them off and just ignore everyone else anyway. Deactivate their account. Come on. Yeah. Leave it to someone else to run. He's a muppet, it, honestly. It's, it's ridiculous on both pasts that, like, A, people are taking time out of their lives to go and comment shit on his posts. Yeah. Like, this is the son of a billionaire. Yeah. He does not care. <laughs> like he's, he does not care if you log onto his Instagram and call him an idiot or a dead shit or a crap driver or whatever. At the end of the day, like, his life as a crap F1 driver is still 100 times better than anybody else's Yeah, life. and you're in your room, like... Yeah, of in course. pitch black, watching him race and then fucking commenting, like, get it's, off it. It's not like he's going to be stuck for a seat either, is it? Exactly. <laughs> and, and on the flip side of that, like, why is he even wasting time turning comments on, off, here, there? Like, well, yeah. In, in, what's the point? From that perspective, I think it's more like you hear about people that cop abuse. Oh, like, ce- like celebrities or personalities that obviously have a big following, they cop abuse. Hey man, like as as easy it is to say, oh man, if I was them, I wouldn't care. I'd, it'd be out in through one, out through the other. Like, if you're just seeing a heap of negative shit, fuck, mm. it'd be tough. It'd be hard to, like, take in. And you're saying, yeah, just turn it off or give it to someone else to deal with. Like, mm. well, they don't even have to I've worry seen, about it. Um, uh, Gasly, um, he tries to do as many likes and comments. Oh, um, Gasly's And yeah. he had, like, all the phones and so he was, like, like triggered. And I was the like, complete wow. opposite. He's the opposite. Yeah, no, <laughs> he lives and breathes yeah. it. For sure. Yeah. But then also it's um, Lewis and Max. Um, that was their 50th podium together oh, God. Well, yeah. oh Lewis and Max together yeah so I was just like it's oh. crazy because Max is still so young as well I know that's I ridiculous know. that's yeah. it exactly yeah so like you know 
we all know that he was the youngest one to get like a, a super license mm. um, and they've obviously changed that rule now so you yeah. you, you have to be a, um, a certain age for that as well and um, I think also like the fact that like, you could drive an F1 car before you could drive a road car before can you, you imagine drive a car, exactly <laughs> It's and I think, yeah, I was reading as well now that I think first place is his like most consistent finishing position in his entire F1 career. Like that's yes. the position he's finished in the most. The most, he, yeah. Honestly, it just blows my mind. Like, yeah. he's a freak. Like, yeah. he's just cl- like the best way to describe him. He's just so clinical. He now, is, yeah. now, yeah. when he was a bit younger, he was. a a bit hot-headed yeah, and whatnot, he's, but he's on yeah, a crest. His dad turned around to him when he was younger and said, "You will only ever be a bus driver." <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him now! I was like, "What?" Was like, is that like supposed to be the whole like you know reverse psychology trying reverse to psychology. trying to rev him up? Thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah, he's gone too far. <laughs> now he's just taking <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> and guys, we've been really harsh on Ferrari this podcast, but we're just going to be a bit more harsh on Charles because oh. the very last thing that we just seen come through was that his Ferrari 488 ran out of petrol while he's going around Monaco. So the poor guy goes home after like the shittest weekend ever, just wants to take his Ferrari Can't even for drive a drive, his own car. and his own car runs out of petrol. Oh, he has to call the fucking NRMA to pick him up. Oh. Like, <laughs> first oh, off, Monaco's no. not that big. I'm like, I'm sure you could have stopped somewhere in second. Like, dude, you drive for a living. Like, that's like a fundamental. The memes just write themselves at this point. Oh, my God. Like, Ferrari and Charles just... Not working, is no. they're going hand in hand. No, the poor wow, guy. Wow, that must have been so embarrassing. God yeah. help him. Like, no, yeah, yeah just think, needs he needs he needs a good turn. Yeah, he should have asked Alonso for a lift because I think Alonso was cruising around Monaco in his Ferrari, uh, like the day later as well. <laughs> full of petrol, probably. His probably his one was probably full of petrol. <laughs> Bodas could have given him a ride on the back of his bicycle, on the bike, jump on, <laughs> or leave just you know, walk, leave your car yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Wow! Oh my God, poor guy. Oh, look, I really do hope he gets a, a turn of good luck soon. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, that's um, that's it for the podcast tonight, guys. I don't know what you guys have got rest planned for the rest of the week, but um, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to another round of pain on Sunday night. Just preparing so. <laughs> for, the, for hungry. Nah, look, you know what? I, I don't know if it'll be a great weekend for Ferrari, but I don't think it, it'll be as bad. Like, I think anything better than what was we just went through or mm. you went through mm. is is a progress so look be optimistic yeah it's uh, definitely going to be like warm you know it's going to be another hot race yeah it's always as well. hot so hungry. it's really yeah but it's also that like it's going to be a really exciting track as well so it'll be really mm. good to see um who turns out and how they do i'm really 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 excited i'm going to be in kansas this weekend so that's why i'm going to be watching it so yeah oh okay so then you'll be oh it's probably hot in kansas now it is yeah. Even, yeah, it would be hot now. Yeah. <laughs> even now it would be yeah yeah oh well nice well, that's it. That's uh, all we got time for this week on the Lockout Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our socials at the Lockout Podcast um, and drop us a five-star rating on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you catch this. And uh, we'll be back again next week to wrap up the Hungarian Grand Prix and um, look ahead to the summer break. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you later.